Welcome to the Pickleball Divas podcast. I am your host, Renee Reals. I am back in Macon, Georgia at Rhythm and Rally, the largest pickleball center in the world. But I got to tell you who I have with me today. I have pro pickleball player Megan Fudge. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited. Now, you are down here for a clinic, am I correct? Yes. So there's a junior event going on, the National Junior Pickleball, having a weekend event. And my kids are signed up. And so Courtney... The organizer had reached out, see if I would maybe jump on court and give a quick clinic, and I would say absolutely. So we had it last night for 90 minutes, and the energy was amazing. That's amazing. Awesome. The parents were amazing. The kids were incredibly respectful and open-minded. I kept telling them the, the key phrase for them was be a sponge. Be a sponge out there, and they totally got it. I think it's the SpongeBob th <laughs> theme right there, but <laughs> they, they got it. So it was so exciting. Now, I know we were at... Rhythm and Rally, Macon, Georgia. If you guys are w watching this on YouTube, you can see some of the view right now. This is the largest pickleball center in the world. I've done a big tour as well. This is your first time here. What do you think so far? Yeah, amazing. I mean, we did get lost a little bit on the way in, <laughs> but it's basically a massive mall, and one part of it has been converted to a two-story pickleball facility, and I think it's 24 courts. Is that correct? About 24 courts, maybe more, maybe 28 courts, and and just incredible. The courts are good. Uh, lighting is great. The ceiling might be a little bit low for those uh, outdoor lobbers. But other than that, just incredible. It's a great facility. I would love to know, I got on your Instagram and I saw 16 gold, 26 bronze, 17 silver. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I try to keep up to date. It's hard. You know, there's various different medals and tours and battles and out there but yeah I mean it was a it's been a successful year 2023 was a fun year for me it was an amazing journey for my family we we got in the RV and just kept driving <laughs> so we never came back we thought we were going to get a break and come back to Florida in between but we just kept driving across the country it's tournament to tournament and yeah it's it was I just kept on I guess getting lucky every weekend <laughs> well take us back a bit because Honestly, your story and this RV story sounds like something out of a pickleball movie, quite <laughs> frankly. But I'd love to bring this back to you went to University of Illinois, not Illinois for those people that aren't Midwesterners, <laughs> so Division One tennis. Yes. And then from there, during COVID, if I'm hearing correctly, is when you picked up, you and your husband both, who is a pro player as well, picked up pickleball. That's right. We heard about this funny thing called pickleball on YouTube. During COVID, during the lockdown, you know, like everybody's antsy trying to, what are we doing with our lives kind of thing. And keep, people kept popping up on my Facebook, my social media, like pickleball, pickleball, pickleball. And I was like, what is this? Like, could this possibly be? And so I was like, you know what? We're competitive. We like racket sports. Uh, what if we chalk up a court in our driveway? You know, we would still be separated from other people. It would just be our family playing. And so we went out in the driveway and we had a little net from tennis and we started, now we would call it dinking at that time. We were just paddle caking or whatever you, <laughs> you want to call it. And we're hitting the ball and within five, 10 minutes, we're competing pretty hard. And then a couple minutes later, we like look around and our neighbors are watching us through the window, <laughs> cheering us on because we're very, very competitive people. Now <laughs> I have to tell you, I have played with a lot of tennis players, but never a division one tennis player. So I have a feeling that you two picked this up pretty darn fast. <laughs> so my husband's actually also, he was a former professional tennis player. So he was top 200 in the world. He played professionally for six years on the tour. We traveled around the world while he was playing. So it was a super fun journey. So he definitely has a bit more of that tennis cheat code in him. And 
but it did definitely help having played tennis for me coming over and then getting a little bit of break from tennis right before pickleball helps as well because you have to unlearn a couple of things as tennis players and not be as clean of a, of a ball striker and definitely more of a disguise game and but no, we're still unlearning some of the tennis nuances. Now, I saw an interview where you were talking, you touched on this a bit. Can you give me some examples of what that means for someone like myself who dabbled in tennis but definitely wasn't any good at it, quite frankly? <laughs> for someone like, for example, playing with someone that's a tennis player, what are some of these giveaways that you're talking about that tennis players do? Yeah, so some of the tennis players, what you'll see is like they have that perfect racket position or paddle position in our case in pickleball where you can really read the paddle very clearly on where they're hitting the ball. Their hips will show you as well. Their shoulders will show you where they're leaning towards. And so you basically can predict where they're going. Whereas a pickleball player mm -hmm. has these wrist positions and paddle laying their paddle back a lot more. So it's much more of a disguise where the ball's going or they can hold it and then release and flick. So there's this little, you know, certain things that you can do with a pickleball paddle because it's so light and so short, whereas a tennis racket is so heavy and so long that we just can't maneuver the racket the same way. Interesting. Okay, that's very interesting. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that. Now, going from you guys started this in COVID, started playing, where do you go from here then to start getting at the pro level? Yeah, I mean, honestly, we had no clue. We had we made these two amazing friends right in our second week of playing pickleball at the country club in, in Seminole, Florida. And Steve and Val, we're still friends with them today. And they truly helped us on our journey because they watched pro pickleball. And they were like, guys, like, you could do this. Like, you could really do this. I'm just like, hold on. Like, we literally just started playing. We're enjoying it. It's fun. Like, no, no, no. You guys need to play a tournament. Like, so you cool. guys, Orlando's coming up. You guys should <laughs> play PPA Orlando. We're like, okay, we'll sign up for 4-0. They're like, no, you're <laughs> not signing up for 4-0. <laughs> so we ended up signing up for 4-5, I think, or maybe it was 5-0, and we got to battle. But the fun part was actually not necessarily our division, but we went over to the pro side and got to and got to watch the actual pros play live. And we watched Tyson McGuffin, Rafa Hewitt, Sarah Ansborough at the time, Anna Lee Waters, Ben Johns, and we're like, we don't want to do what we're doing. We want to do what they're doing. Like that, that looks like fun. That looks like a sport, you know? So that really motivated us and kind of opened our eyes to pro pickleball. And then I watched Major League Pickleball on TV and on YouTube. And I was like, a team event that kind of reminds me of college tennis, the environment, the atmosphere, the energy, like that's what I want to train for. Like, and so that just totally motivated us, me first. And then I gave Val a little bit of a nudge and a push too. And he followed along on the journey. And now we're playing pro pickleball full time. How cool is that? That is such wonderful story. Please tell us a little bit. You said you're with your kids in an RV, taking the world by storm. What is a typical week or day? I'm sure there's no typical every day. But I was going to say. <laughs> a, if you'd have to put in a few things that might be in a typical week for you guys, what would that consist of? Yeah, I mean, I would say last year we were trying to be consistent of doing homeschooling on Mondays and Tuesdays just because we knew by the end of the week competition would start and we would be distracted and have a lot of things going on. So Monday, Tuesdays were like our homeschool days, but also our travel days. Mm -hmm. So we would probably divide it up and get on the road, whether it was driving to the next tournament, the next state, the next training spot. We would get probably, you know, four, five, six hours in of driving. We'll get some training, some light recovery in Mondays and Tuesdays. And then it was hard training day was Wednesday, Thursdays. And then we would go into competition on the weekend. So that was kind of a very consistent week in and week out for us because we played approximately 32 tournaments last year. So wow. we played a lot. <laughs> so it was like nonstop in the RV. We have two dogs as well. They are older and like their peace and quiet. But 
it's just a fun journey and it's so nice to have our home on the road with us for recovery it was great for eating it was better for having just stability for the kids that was the key thing too going to hotels going to airbnbs just didn't feel right we can do it for so long but to actually maintain that lifestyle is really hard and we knew that from tennis already when we when we were traveling with Rylas tennis career and so we just I like okay we don't want to make the same mistakes again we don't want burnout we don't want to be overstressed we don't want to miss out on certain components that, that are important important to us as a family and so we're like okay let's do it in RV it's a balancing act definitely especially now that my kids have started competing and that was definitely a very hard decision for me because it is a slight distraction for me when I'm competing on the same day because for one I want to be a mom I want to be there I want to be at every one of their matches every one of their you know highlight shots and like yesterday JR came running up to me I hit my first ATP and I was like amazing but I missed it <laughs> oh I was, like, I was so bummed and so I you know I hate missing those key moments it's like that mom feeling right it's like that guilt feeling that we get as as, as women and and I just didn't want that for myself. I didn't want that for my family. And I, I'm very fortunate to have a very supportive husband that understands my desire of wanting to play pro pickleball. He also wants that. But for him, he had it in tennis. So he, while he's still hungry and eager to, to, to go after it, he definitely sees this is my chance. Like, you know, I never played pro tennis necessarily after college very much. And so he was like, this is your shot. You know, you're doing amazing. You have all these chances. You're working super hard. Like, you can do it. Like, let's go. Let's do it together. <laughs> so he is my built-in training partner and helps coach me as well. And so it's been really, really fun to do it together as a team. That's awesome. And I saw you just won a gold not too long ago in singles as well. Yes. Yes. Singles has was the, was the first, like, area that I was able to do well in. That was my first gold on the APP tour in 2022. I got my first gold was in singles in Griffin, Georgia, so not too far from here. And just a memorable moment because I just remember thinking that it, I finally got there. You know, I finally made it, finally getting that gold, going all the way and, and getting to share that, you know, with my family, with my parents, with my coaches, with, my, with all the staff that is involved. It takes a village. <laughs> and so it's just very special and it's been, it's been an ongoing journey. And, you know, I take the highlights and, and they're fun, but I, it's the moments in between. It's the, it's the car rides. It's the stops on the way. It's the, the hiking we do in between, the, the training, the clinics out here. That's what makes really this journey amazing. Well, congratulations. You are doing wonderful things. Thank you so much. You got it. And I would love to talk about, if you don't mind, I know there's a lot of people getting into pickleball. And there's, if you don't follow it closely, you can miss a lot of it when it comes to, for example, there was the MLP and the PPA merger. And then did it happen? Did it not happen? And then all of these these other things that, you know, when you try to just be on social and kind of catch up with it. I've talked to a lot of pickleball players that, that say, I don't really know what's going on in pro, but I watch it. Mm-hmm. Any chance you could kind of fill us in where everything is as of now? So to a certain extent, I can talk about it extent we've been asked not to talk about it so I will share as much as that there is merger on the verge when that's going to happen we are not 100% sure (laughs) there's a group of players that have signed with the PPA tour and they are currently competing Desert Ridge they're out there right now and there's the other side of players that signed with MLP how they can proceed forward we can't talk about at this time but we're excited to compete and play we're allowed to play PPAs and APPs so there's a lot of letters to be thrown out to newbies to pickleball, <laughs> MLP, APP, PPA, now NJP. <laughs> so a <laughs> lot of letters, guys, okay? Keep them separate. Um, but it's 
it is confusing and i and i and i feel sad that, that that's where we are right now in the pickleball world it's the wild wild west but i do think it it's it's going to continue to grow like crazy people are going to keep falling in love with the sport and keep falling in love with the process of pro pickleball i do believe it's a product to that people want to watch uh, it's very exciting i mean sports center shot of the day yeah last night james ignanovich incredible unbelievable ATP. <laughs> i mean talk about an atp so this is where we're at right now and that was the, my message as well to the junior players yesterday like you guys at the forefront of a sport that's going global not just nationwide yes it's taken over america but we're going global like on tuesday i'm leaving for india so I'm playing in the Indian Open next week, and I'm excited to compete again against the European division, against the Asian division now. There's a couple of Americans coming over. Uh, this is amazing. This is incredible. So hang in there. That's what I'm going to tell everybody. Hang in there. It's a little bit crazy right now with all the letters. I think clearance is it at some point in 2024. The merger is going to happen or not going to happen. And it will sort each other sort of that sort out eventually i think well i appreciate you explaining oh, all share. of that to, <laughs> to us right now now you mentioned you know flying to india also traveling you know in in an rv what is some of your advice for people that before they play and after they play taking care of their body because you play so much you know it is harder on your body is there any tips you might give or special things that you do to help your body get the rest it needs but also be ready to be in action absolutely i mean i'm not one of the the young guns out there so i'm one of the older players on the tour on the pro tour right now so it's super important to me my warm-up is important making sure that i get my dynamic warm-up my pre-stretch and warm my body up before i actually even start hitting the ball and then post post-match cooldowns, you know, at tournaments, but also after practices, trying to get myself stretched out. I've done a little bit of Pilates, built that into my program. I have a great strength and mobility guy that I work with in Lakeland, Florida, that I go to uh, two to three times a week. So actually the off-court training has increased and the on-court training, I'm trying to be more efficient and quality over quantity. Just because I want to be able to play for the next 10 years and not just for the next 10 months. So just trying to be very efficient in my work and taking care of my body. And when I feel something's off, that I take care of it. And I honestly recommend to anybody to get a really good stretch routine in, uh, a good cool down routine. It's just going to allow you to recover faster and get back on court the next day. Well, you know what, Megan, you are on your way. You're already you're already on the way. I'm just <laughs> waiting for you to win more of these golds. What uh, what's coming up for you here soon? Yeah, so super excited leaving for India on Tuesday. Indian Open starting on Thursday, playing mix with Andre Diescu and doubles with Susanna Barr. Ryler is heading over with me, Ryler Hart, and then he is joined with my kids as well. So my kids are going to first time to India. Super excited. When we come back, we head out. I'm, I think I'm playing PPA Mesa with Elise Jones and Martin Emmerich. The new partnerships there. First time partnerships. Super excited. First PPA of the year for me. Seeing how that feels out there. <laughs> and then we go to Sacramento APP. So we've got three lined up. Next couple months are going to be busy. And one last question for you, because I know you just talked about your doubles partner. Uh, would you give an advice for people when they're selecting a doubles partner, especially as they move up and get better and better? Is there any particular things that you look for? Yeah, I mean, it's not just necessarily all about the chemistry, but it's also someone that can complement your game. You have to know your game well enough to know where you're lacking. 
or what your strengths are and what you need in a partner. So I think it's very much not just like, hey, let me play with my best friend or let me play with, you know, who who asked me. Like it needs to suit, right? It needs to there's a couple of factors that need to be considered in the in the matter and especially as you know move up in the game and and want to advance and play at a higher level it's very important that you complement each other and that you have either similar game styles because you want to play a certain style of doubles or you know maybe it's you don't have this component but you need your partner to have it <laughs> so it's it's a it's a tricky one i you know um i've had a really great last year with Susanna Barr we call it the fudge bar so <laughs> if the name works, it, it doubles works, okay? So, so it's it's been super fun. You know, people have been asking what's happening next, what are we doing next? You know, we're working through things. I mean, have we been perfect this year? No, we haven't. So we're super competitive and we're very eager to get better. So we're going to keep working at things and figuring things out. But on the PPA Tour, there's a couple of players that I would love to, to play with and partner up with. And so Elise Jones is one of the players I... I watched play for a long time now and she's an absolute fighter talk about a, <laughs> a mom beast out there so i'm excited to team up with her well it's an exciting time for pickleball and it's even more exciting time for megan fudge megan thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much for having me it was super fun well you can catch megan uh, in india and make sure you continue to watch us on pickleball divas thanks so much